Hey everyone, I'd like to welcome you to the second episode of the Next Level Podcast, a podcast that helps athletes get to their next desired level of play. What's going on everyone, Nick Harper here. Um, you know, before we get going, I'd just like to uh, send out a huge thank you uh, to all my friends and family for the, the feedback, the shares, and the comments that um, you know, I got about the first episode. It uh, you know, truly means a lot. You know, I learned a ton just from that first episode. And, you know, I truly appreciate and um, I'm so lucky to have such caring, uh, compassionate people in my life that are willing to, you know, go out and um, share, you know, share the podcast episode and give feedback to me saying how much they loved it. So, you know, thank you again. That was awesome. And uh, again, thanks to Damien for being the first guest. He, uh, he killed it being the first one, set the tone pretty high. So, um, you know, before I introduce our guest for this episode, I just want to um, share something that I saw on social media, and I thought it's uh, pretty, um, you know, pretty important for, you know, not just athletes, but kind of everyone. Um, so it's uh, it's a picture of four different stages, and before I get into this, you know, I just want to, um, you know, when you try something new, you know, you shouldn't care what other people think of you. Um, you know, whether, whatever it is, you know, sports, being in the weight room, you know, whatever, uh, the people you should listen to, friends, family, people that care about you, people who love you. But so going back to this post, I saw it had four different stages. The first stage is, you know, you try something new, people laugh at you. All right. And the best example for this would be that I thought of was, you know, being in the weight room. The weight room can be a very um, uncomfortable place if you're not used to it. It can be very intimidating. So, you know, the first time you go in the weight room, people are laughing at you because you're a little confused. All right, but you stay dedicated. You keep working hard. You learn. You learn and you grow. That leads you to the second stage. People challenge you. The people who are laughing at you, they see you. They start to challenge, you know, your goals. Oh, okay, you're benching 135 now. I want to see you bench 150. You know, a couple weeks goes by, you're still putting in the work, being dedicated, doing what you're supposed to. You hit that mark, you hit the 150. All right, you reach that second stage. That third stage, people admire, acknowledge you. You know, you hit that stage, you hit that 150 press. You know, those people that were laughing and challenging, like, oh, wow, you know, he did it. He's dedicated, you know, good for him. All right, now you got their attention. Keep working hard, get those numbers up, get it to maybe 200, you know, set the standards high. Get to the fourth stage, they set you as an example. All right. They, first they laughed, oh, look at him, first time here, he doesn't know what he's doing. Second, okay, well, I see you're at this level, try to get to this level. Third, oh, well, he got there, good for him. All right, he should be proud. Fourth, they set you as an example. They go to others, they look at his dedication, look where he got to, you know, his goal, look how he got there. All right, I thought this was important because it was just a picture on how to kind of never, you know, give up no matter what people say. Like I mentioned before, shouldn't matter, you know, what people think of you, what people say, but this was a good, uh, you know, I, I really enjoyed this post. I thought it would be, you know, pretty cool to share, um, you know, how you can kind of shove it back in uh, someone's face um, so yeah um, wanted to start you off with that but now would be a good time uh, to 
talk about our guest for uh, this episode. So I have my buddy Bailey Gauthier. And Bailey's just a phenomenal guy. Uh, he's a hard worker. Uh, he battled lots of adversity due to a injury throughout his uh, playing career. Um, currently, he's a physical education grad student at SUNY Cortland, and this guy, uh, he's going to be just a great, a great teacher, a great coach. He's very passionate. Uh, you know, he loves what he does, and um, you know, he's a good role model. You know, great guy to look up to. He's a, like I said, he's going to make a great teacher and coach uh, one day. But Bailey, he uh, played baseball at SUNY Fredonia. That's how I met him. Um, then he went on to play baseball at SUNY Cortland. And for those of you who don't know, you know, both very good uh, baseball schools. SUNY Cortland has quite a few, you know, World Series championships under their belt. So it just goes to show what a great ball player he is. Being a big baseball fan myself, I'm, uh, I love the, um, the process because there's, you hear so many stories about guys who, uh, you know, get drafted from junior colleges, you know, division three colleges, division one colleges, you know, there's not one specific path for baseball. All right. You see tons of people, um, going places where there's opportunity to play and that's how they got uh, the chances that they are at now. Um, I wanted to get Bailey on because he has a pretty unique story. He has a story that a lot of high school athletes can uh, relate to. Um, we talk about, you know, showcases. We talk about getting noticed. We talk about summer ball, uh, you know, travel baseball, and kind of what he did to uh, take him to the next level. So I don't want to say I don't want to say too much. You know, I want to leave the rest for the uh, for the interview. Um, but, you know, Bailey was a great guest to have on. And, you know, first episode, we started with hockey. Second episode, we have a, we have a baseball guy. So for those of you athletes out there who play baseball, um, you know, tune in. Bailey provides some great information and great insights about the sport and how he got to the collegiate level. So uh, I hope you enjoy. And here is Bailey Gauthier. everyone it's my pleasure to introduce to you the next guest of the next level podcast his name is Bailey Gauthier Bailey's a baseball guy he played college baseball at SUNY Fredonia he now plays at SUNY Cortland and he also coached high school for a season when he wasn't playing Bailey's a good friend of mine I'm excited to have him on welcome aboard what's going on Bailey thanks man uh it's a pleasure to be on here and uh glad to talk about my journey yeah, man, we're looking forward to it. But before we get into that, are we uh, are we gonna have baseball this year? MLB, what do you think? I th- we were talking uh, with the team because we do Zoom meetings and stuff. We think maybe maybe July fourth weekend. You never know. July, that'd be that'd be a good start. I uh, man, I I need it right now. I I need my Mets <laughs> Mets games. I miss being disappointed all the time. Yeah. But, um, Cardinals, Cardinals for me this year is uh, they got rid of Marcel Zuna, so we'll see. They still have pretty good season. But. Yeah, and uh, so yeah, like Bailey just mentioned, he's a Cardinals fan. So every time we talk baseball, I have to cringe a little bit because he reminds me <laughs> of uh, Yadier Molina and 
06 and LCS game seven against the Mets. But oh yeah. <laughs> so uh, yeah, so starting with your baseball journey, uh, like I said, he's played at the uh, impressive levels of college. Coached for one year at high school, but then was able to play at a you know well-established program at SUNY Cortland. So kind of starting from the beginning, how'd you get into playing baseball? You know, it, uh, my parents just got me into it in the backyard. We'd have, like, this huge hill, and I'd start at the bottom, have a tee, and then always hit up the hill. And my first base would be down the hill, then second base <laughs> would be up the hill, and uh, third base would be down the hill. And sometimes my dad would be working late, and uh, I'd just be hitting with my mom or just vice versa when my dad told me to go to the field. So I just always loved it. Went through Little League. This new, um, it was a sport that I really enjoyed, and I met a lot of good friends throughout the years. And then uh, just it clicked everything. Once it hit modified, I could tell that it was something that I really enjoyed and I was pretty skilled at. And um, just ever since then, it, I had a passion, a better passion for it. Yeah, man, that's unreal. So um, playing Little League, so did you just kind of start right away? Did you start just from like T-ball and up? Uh, Playing Little League around, like, five or six, would you say? Yeah, yep. Yeah. I think I played, like, two years of T-ball, and then it was called Get His Little League. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then I, there was, like, single A, double A, triple A, and then majors. Oh, okay. So I played until, like – played honestly, I played Little League until, like, sixth grade, I believe, right before the modified. Okay. So you played Little League up to sixth grade, which is, probably, what, like, 11 years old, maybe? Yeah, I think that's the – yeah, that's, like, the latest. It's cut off. You can do it, yeah. So then after Little League, um, did you play in, like, a Babe Ruth League or, like, a Connie Mack? Can you explain uh, what did. you played after that? Yeah. Um, I mean, our high school, um, when I was in school, our coaches were very big on um, just having program development. So mm -hmm. just having, like, a lot of summer leagues for not just their high school guys also in the middle school and maybe even get them up to like a freshman type summer league yeah. just to like get them ready for upcoming seasons so uh but I did play one eighth grade uh get his little or get his Babe Ruth so okay so yeah, yeah for those of you who don't know Babe Ruth is kind of like the next step up from little league would you say like 13 to maybe 13 16 15? 17 yeah 16 yeah yeah okay so yeah Babe Ruth is kind of uh, you know, next step, a lot of good, you know, ball players go to that league. And it's cool to hear that your school, um, West Genesee, the Syracuse guy, um, they have that good baseball program where they start developing, you know, at a young age, like you said. So, like, you know, maybe seventh, eighth grade, like when you're getting into modified, then they're trying to get you to play with that group of guys yeah. kind of like every summer, would you say, right? Yeah, yep. Yeah, get, them, get them together every summer, get that chemistry. Um, going so yeah that's cool to hear um so it was just you know get his babe ruth and then those teams did you do any uh travel ball or anything no um i think it's tough because it can be very expensive and also i played three sports so right watching to see that you you really want to stay committed with being able to develop with kids you're going to play with at um within your actual school district. So I was very loyal to that. Yeah. And um, I just, I never played travel ball. I just did a lot of summer leagues with my, with my school and the teammates I would be playing within my school during mm -hmm. the actual season. So um, I still enjoyed it. Yeah. 
and that's all you know it's all that matters is that you still enjoy playing the game and then you know being with your buds you know while you're improving and getting ready um i want to go back that you said you played three different sports and you know i love that i you know i also played multiple sports growing up um it's one thing that you hear many athletes like professional athletes say today about like you know giving advice like just play multiple sports you know don't stick to one and get burnt out you know there's some people who do play one and they love that sport but um you know i, I that's one advice that i took was just play as many sports as you can uh, what were the other sports you played uh, i played basketball up until uh i had back issues and then i played football up until my senior year and basketball ended after my jv year okay so you know, you're, you're busy playing basketball, busy playing football. Um, in like the off season for baseball, did you do anything, any specific like baseball training or were you kind of just, you know, baseballs for the spring and summer, um, you know, footballs in the fall, basketballs in the winter, were you kind of like that? So um, when, when it came to the decision when I was actually playing all three at the time, um, it was all about just focus on what sports you're going to be playing at that specific time. Yeah. And they know that you'll be ready athletically. So they didn't really worry about that, having like baseball specific training and stuff like that. But once it got to my junior, senior year where I, I stopped playing basketball, that's when um, it start, I've used my off seasons to train for football and baseball. Oh, okay. That's cool. Um, so now, did you attend any showcases? And for those of you that don't know, and Bailey, you can hop in if you have anything to add, because I, I don't know too much about them. But from what I've gathered, showcases are kind of like, you know, a bunch of colleges come to, you know, a field or, you know, a complex, whatever. And it's kind of like a big tryout, but you're not trying out for teams necessarily. It's just kind of, you know, is it like, you know, scrimmages, batting practice, bullpens, just to, you know, get noticed by these college coaches? Yeah, so I only did two. It was actually CNY uh, Coach Rockwell of CNS, Cicero North Syracuse. Mm -hmm. uh, he started a showcase at his field my so at the end of my our sophomore year mm -hmm. of high school, and uh, a lot of college coaches came, but he didn't do it after that. I don't know what happened, and then I did uh, – what I do? I did a, a sports zone showcase, which was a travel team one where, yeah, so that one included um, batting practice, ground balls, 60-yard dash. Okay. Um, and, um, and that's it, basically. And so I just like the major, major things to show, like the, the tools of what a, ba a pure baseball player should be. Okay. Um, at these showcases where coaches uh, – like not you specifically, but after would coaches kind of go up to players and talk to them about their school and about their program? I mean, yeah, I did see a couple uh, go up to some players where they probably want to show some interest right from the start. Yeah. Usually you're just seeing, seeing coaches uh, just writing down some notes because maybe this is the first time they've ever seen a player and mm -hmm. they actually want to see him in an actual game. But I have seen a couple coaches go to it, which is pretty cool for a okay. player. Yeah, that's awesome. That's very, uh, you know, beneficial to learn about showcases. So if you're out there, you know, a younger athlete and you're kind of, you know, a little nervous about attending one, you know, I'd say, you know, why not go out there, kind of get your name, get your name heard and have some fun. What did you say? Exactly. Yep.
Yeah. So, uh, all right, man, that's awesome. Um, moving on, we'll go talk about high school a little bit. So played at West Jenny. How, uh, how was your high school baseball experience? Uh, I mean, it couldn't have gotten any better. Uh, Coach Kevin Krause, as you played against me when you were in high school, uh, the guy's a competitor. He, he, um, he all, the best thing about him as a coach, he's definitely adapted over the years to his players and how he can change his coaching around to better everyone. And um, he, he, the best part about it was he just believed in me this whole time. I started as a sophomore shortstop all the way up until senior year and he supported me the whole way and we it was like the most success we've had in program history and it continued to get better and um, it led me to love the game of baseball which is the most important thing especially when you have a great coach like that and uh just got me prepared for collegiate baseball yeah and uh you know have a guy like that that um, you know, has a lot of confidence in, in you and, like, believes in you. That just makes it fun to go to the field every day. Like, yeah, you, you love the game. You know, you love hanging out with the boys. Um, but just, you know, it just makes it that much better when you have a coach, when you have a leader that makes that experience, you know, just a fantastic time, right? Yep. All right. So, you know, going on, great career at West Genesee. Like you said, three-year starter. You guys were, a, you know, very, very good baseball team. Um, but so now you got recruited to play at Fredonia. Um, I guess, you know, how, uh, how did that happen? How did that, uh, you know, get started? Yeah. Um, I actually like this question cause it's something that always rolls in my mind and I always, I'm glad you're doing something like this because if I'm being completely honest, it's something where I was pretty lazy within the recruiting process where, yeah. um, you don't think about how important academics is where I could have put in more effort towards my early years in high school and um, also just putting more effort towards the recruiting process and making a name for yourself. Yeah. So I just, all I did was email Fredonia and Brockport and I didn't really put myself out there, which in which I did, but at the same time, Fredonia gave me a great experience with a bunch of guys, but I just emailed the coaches, um, Coach Beach at Brockport emailed me, and then but Coach Palace and at Fredonia show more, um, show more interest. So I get, went went there, and uh, he gave me a visit, and I really liked the atmosphere and the guys. And, um, and honestly, it was like the one choice that I was like, I think it'll help me out, and he helped me with it academically. And I know there's probably a bunch of guys out there who have gone through that process where they wish they'd done more. At, academically where they maybe could have went somewhere better, but they still had a good experience. Mm-hmm. So um, just for younger athletes out there, it's just to always remember to just put forth the effort no matter what. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, thank you for sharing that. Cause that also reminded me, I remember I had coaches, you know, who always said when you're done playing, no one ever wishes that they did less. You know what I mean? Like you put in yeah. hard work, it, whether in your classroom, on the field, you know, on the ice, wherever you are, no one's ever after like, oh man, you know, I wish, I wish I didn't go to that practice. I wish I, you know, no, no one ever says that. You know, I mean, they, you, you miss it when you're done. And, you know, I should appreciate you saying that. That was really cool. Um, so another reason why I wanted to have you on here is because of um, how you reached out to the coaches, how you were just emailed them saying like, hey, I'm looking for a place to play. You know, what do you got? And sometimes, you know, that's all it takes. You know, obviously you're a very good ball player, but, you know, um, 
it's it, it's tough because it's such a popular sport you would say right yeah so there's opportunities everywhere but you know sometimes you gotta put yourself out there which you did which was cool so um talk about fred for a little bit so you played you were there for four years but you played three correct exactly yeah so um you know how are those three years that uh that you played uh i mean it taught me a lot um i think the best part about it was it was a group of guys that just took me in as a freshman starting out and uh i was probably one of the best teams i was ever on as a freshman as there's a lot of senior leadership, which led me to have a great start and played as a freshman. And that's one of the best things about it was I went to a school that gave me an opportunity to play a decent amount as a freshman, which sometimes you think about the bigger schools that you maybe have gone to, you could have gone to, but at the same time, you're going to a place where you can develop earlier yeah. and learn, learn more about yourself. And, uh, but, and then sophomore year, um, it was still a good experience. I had some back issues that reoccurred, and uh, I was playing injured in my whole sophomore year, but I still made the most of it. And then junior year, um, I took a medical redshirt because still didn't know what was wrong with my back. And uh, um, and then senior year, uh, I found out I had arthritis in my back, so I was able to play again. And it was mm -hmm. like a month before I started playing, so that was I was grateful for that. But um, I could have started at shortstop my sophomore year going into that year, but I ended up converting to a pitcher. And ever since then, I've been a pitcher, but I couldn't have been more grateful at, at Fredonia because uh, it taught me a lot as a player and as an individual going going on to further play more baseball and also as a individual when going on into a profession. Playing a college sport is, uh, is an incredible thing. Right, man. Yeah, well said. Um, you know, it's also, you know, we talk about facing adversity, you know, on the field. You had to face adversity off the field with your back, man. How, uh, you know, how frustrating was that? And how, like, thankful were you that you found out that you were still able to play, you know, kind of like a year later? Um, it was crazy because this has been something that, um, like I talked about in my high school years, it was something that, we just had no clue. I've been to PT multiple times, didn't know what was happening. And um, finally, my parents were like, how about let's just take you to a doctor. And I ended up having high inflammation levels in my back. And there was days at Fredonia where I was just like, I couldn't even get out of bed because I was, I my back was killing me. I was more worried about getting out wow. of the chair and stuff. So, but I was still lifting at the time, which was, somewhat dumb but I didn't know what was happening with me I was trying to stay in shape yeah without losing anything but um it was just it was very tough experience mentally and physically but you just, you just can't give up on anything and uh, uh I was grateful to be able to go back and play with all my senior guys and friends the one last time yeah yeah that's uh like I said, it's a little bit of a, you know, a relief that you got to play. You know, obviously it stinks, but you know, it's good that you got to finish out your senior year with guys you were there for uh, four years with, which um, leads me to your next, uh, you know, college baseball journey. You're uh, currently a grad student at SUNY Cortland on uh, physical education. And, you know, for those who don't know, Cortland is just a, you know, a dominant baseball program. They have, you know, 
I don't even know how many World Series titles. They have one recently, right? 2015, 2016? Yes, yep. So, you know, very, very good program. Um, How how did you decide and uh, how did you get recruited to play uh, for your last year of eligibility at Cortland? So, um, well, like you said, I took a whole year off of of school. I I substitute taught. and then I also coached. And then over the summer, I was like, I sort of want to make a career change because I didn't know if I wanted to do sport management. I like working with kids. So I'm like, phys ed would be a great way to uh, change their profession that I would actually like. And um, it led me to think, could I've kept myself in shape enough where I'm like, can I bring back baseball, even though I haven't picked one up in a while? Mm-hmm. And uh, I knew a guy who works with, Coach Brown with the NYCBL. So I'm like, can you put a word in for me and see if you would talk to me and give me a trial? And he did. So uh, I'm like, all right. So I met with him like a week before school started, and he said he'd give me a chance. And uh, I just put it out all on the line. And I made, and it helped this whole year of not playing. I kept myself in shape the whole time. So yeah. um, I just put it all on the line during fall ball. And Within the first throwing outing, he he was impressed and gave me a chance. And uh, ever since then, um, on the team, it's awesome to be a Corlin Red Dragon. Yeah, man. So and that's that's so impressive that you can you know stop playing the sport you know for a year. So basically, for the past like three years, played one season in the past three years, and then you can just kind of walk on at Cortland like that. And you know, Cortland and Fredonia. Um, they're in the SUNYAC for baseball, right? Yep. So I, I, get, I get confused with all the conferences and the different oh, sports. Know. But, um, yeah, so they're in the SUNYAC for baseball. And, Bailey, that's one thing I love about baseball is that you see guys, you know, who play, you know, junior college, who can get recruited from JUCO to D1, JUCO to D3. You know, guys get drafted at all levels, and there's always, like, places to play. And it's just – it's awesome to see how competitive – um, Division three baseball is, um, you know, be, being at Fredonia, and I know we didn't get too many, uh, you guys didn't get too many games in at Cortland due to, you know, the pandemic we got going on, but you face some, you know, high level talent, when did you say? Oh, yeah, it's, I mean, it's just the way Coach Brown, he wants you to face that good competition because he knows how good of a team we are and be able to have a standard that we know we'll, we can win the SUNYAC and go into the playoffs. That's something that's an incredible feeling. It may, and it makes you want to work more than you ever have in order to have that incentive at the end of the season. Yeah. So it's awesome to have a coach like that where he wants your guys to go through adversity and still be able to win because we know we want to, because our motto was game knows. Mm-hmm. And um, that's just a, it's a great feeling. Yeah. Um, you, either being at Fredonia or Cortland, uh, you know, how, what's the – how do I want to put it? What's, like, the best pitcher you ever faced? Like, was that guy touching, like, mid-90s with his fastball, would you say? Did you face any schools or, like, pitchers who had just some – any studs on the hill? I mean, yeah, like it can definitely range at the Division three level, but we have – we do face guys that have gone up to like 92, 
Yeah. And uh, but there's some guys that are still effective where they could be throwing mid to high 80s, which is still pretty good, but just have a lot of movement and very confident on the mound where hitting, hitting their very, spots. Yeah, very tough to very tough to face. Yeah. So, so yeah, we got three years played at Fredonia, one year at Cortland. You um you did some coaching in the year you took off, right? You uh your assistant yep. coach at West Jenny. How uh, how's that? Um, it's awesome because you finally get some experience being a coach and um giving back to a program that did a lot for me and trying to do the same thing for these players. And you can tell that there's players that will be now playing with me next year at Cortland, three of them from Washington C. And uh, um, it's good to get the experience now, which I know in the future I'll want to be a coach and there's always going to be room for improvement to learn and to learn under uh, Coach Kraus and also assistant Coach Procopio and other guys learning from them. Um, it's good for me because I can just continue to learn. Yeah, and it's a it's a good way to remain in the game. It's kind of, you know, it's cool to see how, you know, you help in ball players um, like develop and it's cool to see that, you know, their transitions on the field. You know what I mean? It's cool to see their passion and how, you know, how much they enjoy the game because when it comes down to it, you know, you got to as a player, coach, fan, whatever, you got to enjoy the game, right? You got to, you know, respect the game and um, you know, cherish it. And definitely Yeah, and it definitely made me uh, a better player, too, in the fact that, like, you realize so much uh, as a coach that it can help you out as a player. And it was just fortunate enough for me going from coaching and realizing all this stuff and then using what I learned from coaching into being a player again. Yeah. Yeah, man. That's awesome. Um, we're going to wrap it up a little bit here, but um, some questions I wanted to ask. Uh do you have a – what's your greatest baseball memory? You could be either playing or, uh, or watching. Uh, I think greatest baseball memory for me is uh, definitely at Washington State being able to win three out of four uh, league titles, which we've never done before in program history. And, uh, and just I'm just happy for someone who was a role model for me to – finally have the success he's always wanted in the program um uh that was very special to me yeah no, that's cool it's cool seeing you know someone get uh, rewarded you know the way they uh deserve to be after putting them in all that hard work so that was cool uh any advice that you'd give to your past self as a you know could be student or baseball player i just wish i i had the work ethic but at the same time, I didn't. I wish there was more. I was more open to learning rather than there's so much more than just having athletic ability and going in the weight room and doing all that stuff. There's so much more to a game that's what, who was it, Yogi Berry said it, or 90% mental. So, um, mm -hmm. but at the same time, I would say that's my past self, but I don't regret it at this moment. Exactly. Yeah. Not very well said. Um, what would you say that college baseball coaches are looking for in a player? It could be on and off the field. Um, I mean, just be good academically and um, 
staying out of trouble, having good behavior. It shouldn't be that hard in the way that this is a sport that you want to be playing and not have a chance to lose it. Mm-hmm. And um, just being a team player and being being a leader and wanting to compete every day. Yeah. Well, that was awesome, man. This is good stuff. I know, uh, you know, people listening are going to, you know, learn a lot from you. It was, uh, you know, like I mentioned before, everyone has their own unique path, unique scenario about, you know, getting recruited and getting to that next level. And it was awesome for you to come on here and share yours. So, you know, I appreciate you coming on, man. No, I appreciate you having me because uh, there's been times I've wanted to tell my own story and it's nice that you're having people on here to tell their own unique story because everyone does. And that's the beauty about sports. Exactly, man. There's different pathways for everyone. So, Bailey, I appreciate it, man. And uh, I'll talk to you soon, all right? Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Big thank you again to Bailey for coming on this episode of the podcast, man. He, As you can tell, Bailey's just a genuine dude who, uh, you know, he's easy to talk to. And he was able to to provide a ton of insightful information on, you know, the recruiting process for baseball and, and just baseball um, through the ranks in general. So that was great. You know, I hope you learned quite a bit from that, um, just like I did. A few takeaways that I have from his interview that I truly enjoyed. Um, one of them, I enjoyed hearing about his loyalty to his high school baseball program. Um, you know, you heard about the success that they had with, uh, you know, the, the league championships that they won. And, um, you know, you, you get that because these guys are, they were a tight-knit group of athletes. You know, they um, trained together in the summer. You know, they've been playing with each other for the past, you know, four or five years coming up, even, you know, through Modified. They're all following similar systems getting everyone on the same page at an early age so that they're ready to go once they get to the junior varsity and varsity levels once you know there's playoffs and you compete for those league titles so I thought it was cool how he mentioned um, how important loyalty is to the program Um, second uh, takeaway I had was how he reached out to coaches so for those of you out there similar to Bailey who you know, they want to play a college sport, you know, sometimes you got to go to extra step to get noticed. Sometimes send an email out to a coach, you know, make a phone call, you know, attend the showcase, you know, you got to make yourself kind of known. And you know what? You email a coach, worst that can happen is, hey man, you know, we're all set. No thanks. Yeah. Does it sting? Yeah, a little bit. But then you just try again to another school another coach and you know kind of do your research so you know uh, what you're getting into so I thought that was very that was very helpful Um, that was very uh, cool to hear last takeaway is just to you know be a hard worker take care of what you need to take care of Um, coming from me as a you know as a junior varsity coach and uh, an assistant high school coach um, if I you know, hear about guys slacking off in the classroom, guys goofing around, getting in trouble. Do you think I want those guys on my team? No. Depend, like, even they're phenomenal athletes. Uh, it doesn't matter to me. I want guys who are working hard, do what they need to do, be respectful. You know what I mean? If I'm, if I'm at a tryout and I'm looking at two athletes, same skill level, and I have one who's a pain in the butt in the classroom, getting into trouble and whatnot, and then I have one 
keeps his head down, works hard, is on time. Um, those are little things. I'm 100% taking that athlete that's taken care of um, what he needs to take care of. All right, you got to being a scholar athlete, you got to put the time in in the classroom and then put the time in in the weight room, put the time in, you know, in the off season. That's where championships are won in the off season. All right, so you got to put in that work to uh, get you to the next level. So hearing that from Bailey was was phenomenal. Um, before we wrap up, wrap up the this episode, I'd like to leave you with something. So growing up, you know, everyone everyone's path. Everyone wants a you know full ride scholarship to Division One school. You know, I want to play at Michigan. I want to play at Ohio State. Full ride. Then I want to get drafted. Go pro. Is that the case for some people? It sure is. Those it's the case for people who work hard and you know everyone at that stage at that level you know deserves to be there because of their work ethic unfortunately that is not the case for everyone so that's why I want to kind of harp on how um, important and how competitive like junior colleges and divisions three schools uh, can be you know I mean you don't get that d1 offer but you have a great chance to play at a division three program where you can be a four-year starter, maybe be a team captain, maybe win some championships there. You're going to build friendships that last a lifetime, you know, playing a college sport. Sure, it's not D1, but you still have the opportunity to play at a very competitive level. And I mentioned it before, so I love about baseball, the different opportunities you have. You got junior college guys getting drafted. You got D3 guys, D1 guys. There's opportunity everywhere. All right, do your research, go where you want to go, go where you have a chance to play and get noticed, and I promise you, you're going to have the time of your life. All right, so I hope you enjoyed the interview. Bailey was great. Again, Bailey, thanks for coming on, man. You know, work hard, get yourself noticed, take care of everything you need to in the classroom, and you know what? That's uh, that's all I got for you today. So thank you for tuning in this episode. Um, you know, give me a follow on Twitter. It's uh, at Coach Harper 96. Um, we got an Instagram for uh, the Next Level Podcast. All right. So give me a follow on there. It's simple at Next Level Podcast. All right. And we got a few more exciting works in progress. So uh, and I appreciate you listening. Hope everyone's staying safe. And, you know, I hope we get a hope we get some sports back soon. All right. Thanks for tuning in and I'll see you later.